Welcome back to I Was Hornswoggled, waking up from a narcissist-induced nightmare. This is a Van Diary episode, and uh, it is April 13th, 2022. I am your host, Harena, and I am currently sitting in my van. I do van diaries for those of you who are new listeners. When I am in my van waiting for my kids in their classes, I'm a homeschooling mom, but I do a partnership where my kids get the best of both worlds, where I take them to extracurricular um, classes throughout the week, but then we do their core classes at home on the computer. So I, they get their independence, they get their class and their socializing and all that jazz. So, and I am hanging out in the van and I thought, what a perfect time to talk about narcissism, healing about narcissism, where I'm at in my journey when I can just yak about it in the van. And then in some other episodes, I get to actually sit in my office and do a more professional laid out show with show notes and I ramble less. (laughs) So um, the last couple of van episodes, I've been covering the book about covert narcissism, but I sadly left it at home. I didn't, we we were sick with the flu for like the past two weeks. So that's why I might sound a little stuffy. But um, so my my normal to-go bag got shuffled around and things got taken out and put back in and you know how it goes. So that's where it's at. So today I'm just, it hit me, I'm just going to wing it about um, checking in with yourself while you are healing, because it's a constant process healing, especially when you have come to the realization that you had been bamboozled or hornswoggled by a narcissist and your whole life, depending on how long you're with a narcissist and depending on how deep you were and how deep they got their claws into you and your life to um, evaluate how much damage they actually got to do to you before you realize what was going on. Um, At any point in time, though, there is some healing that needs to take place. And I just thought that I would talk about that briefly today because we're all human and we have our ups and our down moments. And for me, sometimes because I'm a mom and I'm a wife, um, it helps because I take care of my loved ones and it helps to keep my mind off from any hurt that I may be um, subconsciously processing. But being the fact that I don't put a lot of time on uh, what the hurt part of me because I don't feel like I have... I've tucked it away somewhere. (laughs) So... I've gone through um, the spiritual side of forgiving and understanding what makes a narcissist and then choosing to separate what makes a narcissist. Oh, apparently I did not turn my phone notifications down, so I should probably do that so you guys don't hear. Now you'll just hear vibrations, you know, like that. So, um, so what I've come to realize is that uh, part of my healing process was one recognizing that this was not a personal attack meaning like they didn't set out to destroy me as a person on a personal level they don't even see me 
the narcissist didn't ever see me. Um, narcissists don't see us for who we truly are. They see us as targets and as marks. They see us as somebody that they put up on a pedestal that they aspire to be like. Uh, we have qualities or a lifestyle that they want. And then they project their nasty insides out onto us. So then they don't have to deal with that gross little narcissist monster that's inside of them. They can just shoot all the, the, the arrows at you because they don't ever see you for you. So once that really helped me realize that it wasn't something that me as my being like made happen that like I wasn't so um, target worthy. I, <laughs> I was target worthy because I had a strong personality um, for my mom. I was her target and I get I get along with most anybody, unless you're a jerk, um, I typically can, you know, just make friends wherever I go, or, you know, I don't, I don't run into a lot of, like, um, bad situations when it comes to people, because I try to just, you know, be myself, and I think people gravitate towards people who aren't being fake, or phony, or mean, or judgmental, or snotty. So my mom raised us in a home where she was very judgmental, very critical of others. And I have found that part of my healing has been to peel off those layers of paint that she painted us and realizing that it's not healthy to go through life constantly judging people and being critical of their person and their appearance. And, and not that I ever did, but her little voice in the back of my head would always be doing it because that's how it was growing up with her was, um, people were never allowed to be who they were. They were only who she allowed them to be. So part of my healing has been one realizing that I was her target, not for me, who I was as an actual person, but what I stood and I symbolized for her. And then two, um, plucking out all of the nasty um, little weed thoughts that she had implanted in my mind garden my entire life. So going back and rewiring and reevaluating my values as a person. And I know this sounds like a very big um a big project for you to do, but literally just take it one day at a time. Notice these little thoughts that come up into your head, like little carbonation bubbles when you shake up a pop or a, you could tell I'm from, from the Northeast when I say pop, <laughs> you could say soda, whatever you prefer. But you know, we get these negative little thought bubbles pop up in our head and evaluate them take the time to think about every thought that came out and go, is this something that I identify with? Is this something that I stand behind? Is this something that I agree with? And if it's no, get it out of there. It's not yours. It doesn't belong in your mind garden and it's going to turn into a weed thought. And then it's just going to suck the life out of all of your loving, caring, productive thoughts. And you're going to have less and less and less room for your good thoughts, the more of these weed thoughts you allow to come in. So weed thoughts can look like 
words and sayings, um, descriptions that they used uh, against you, against your lifestyle, against uh, your family, your job, your talents, basically anything to do with you. Either you were too tall or you were too skinny or you were too fat or you were too loud or you were too bossy. You were too like all these things. And then they also had a lot of really strong feelings about other people in the world where they were just judgmental. If you were going to go to the store with them, they would criticize the person's hair, their makeup, their clothes, their job, their their house, uh, their garden, anything, anything to make them feel superior over others is what narcissists are really good at. And being that my mom was a covert narcissist, she, she would still be very overt about her narcissism behind the scenes, uh, with others outside of the house. She was very covert. So they would never suspect her being such a smack talking person, but she was, (laughs) we just got to hear all of the nasty stuff she would say about people behind their back. And another part (laughs) also realize that all of this baggage that they have given you is not your baggage and it's okay to set it down. It's really hard to carry your own baggage through life, let alone all these like little to-go bags that you have no business carrying anymore. It weighs you down, it tires you out, and you just need to go through each one of them and toss them out. It's like when you get an accumulation of junk mail. And uh, in our house, like my husband will go out, get the mail, and he'll bring it in and he'll sit on the kitchen table. And then like, he'll stare at it and we'll look at it for like a day or two. And we're like, you know, we should probably sort through this junk mail and just, you know, thankfully he can recycle it where he works. So we just send it back and recycle it. So we don't feel so bad about the accumulation that we, we acquire. So with the healing, I noticed that even when I feel like I have healed over a lot of the stuff that had happened to my mom, like what she's done to me and my family, um, I realize that when I actually get quiet and something triggers like an emotion in me, or it happens to be that wonderful time of the month where I'm a little more um, sensitive about things, um, I can easily start to feel like I just wish I had a normal mom. You know, I'll say stuff in my mind. I just wish I had a normal mom. Or when you're watching TV and you see like a really good family dynamic and you're like, I really wish I had that. And then you're like, man, you don't realize what you didn't have until you really stopped and looked. You're like, wait a minute. (laughs) I never had it to begin with. So it's not like it was gone or taken from me. I literally never had it to begin with. So I can't really miss something (laughs) that I never had. I didn't have a very supportive mom. I didn't have a very kind mom. I had one who was supportive to my face. But then I look back and I'm like, wow. She was never around when I actually needed her. And when I didn't really need her, she would insert herself and try to take the reins over and run my life car off the road. So, you know, just remind yourself that, yeah, you might look at relationships like husband and wife relationships. She goes, yeah, I really wish I could have that. You know what? You can. You can. 
And you never had it to begin with, or else you wouldn't be without it now. You should count your blessings that you are not in that state now. And if you are with a narcissist and toxic, toxic, abusive person, try every day to find new ways to become independent behind the scenes so that when you have to, and if you have to leave, that you can, that you are one step closer to the door. So if it's like a mom or a sibling, you need to start pulling away and realizing that keeping yourself in a toxic relationship, nothing good is going to come from it and it's not going to get any better. With narcissists, they love to keep you on an emotional roller coaster. So you will be on a high and thinking life is good and you think they've changed and then they will take you really low and they'll pull you way under and then you'll feel like you're drowning and you can't breathe and they're just like, it's a constant roller coaster. Or like, I also like to think about a crocodile. Narcissists are very much like the crocodile and they do the death spin where they will let you flounder, waste your energy. And then when they have you weak, they'll spin you underwater to suck any more fight out of you so that that you're easier to just, you know, consume. And narcissists are very predators. They predator minded people. So never, ever turn your back on a narcissist because they are predators and you are their prey and they know how and when and where to take you down because they've been studying you like prey, you know, like predators study prey. They know like a predator out in the desert knows to go to the watering hole because that's where all of the prey are going to be drinking. The zebras, the gazelles, hanging out, enjoying life, drinking out of the water hole. And then all of a sudden a lion will come out of nowhere and just take them down. (laughs) So that's what a narcissist does. They will sit back in behind the scenes. They will see who you talk to. They will see how you talk They will see what you like and they will mirror you to get you buying what they're selling. And then they will slowly start devaluing you and all this stuff. So when you are trying to heal from all of these layers of abuse that was done to you, it can feel like it's going to never be, you're never going to be healed, but you are. And part of healing is doing the work on yourself too and realizing what kind of weed thoughts they put in your head, what kind of personality traits did you pick up from them that you're not happy with and you don't like, and what lies they told you throughout your relationship with them that you realize were just entirely bunk. They were not true whatsoever and you just now can laugh at them and throw them over your shoulder and be done with it. So I just wanted to kind of touch base on the healing aspects that you will fall, you will have some bad days, you will, um, that little sadness monster will come in and go, look, you used to be so happy. You, at least you had a mom or at least you had a dad or at least you had a, a husband or a wife or a boyfriend. No, no, you never had one. You had a predator wearing a mask that looked like a loved one, that looked like someone who loved you. You never had that relationship to begin with. So you are not out anything. If anything, you gained your freedom, you gained your sanity, you gained a beautiful, wide open canvas for you to create what you want on instead of 
living with an imposter in your life selling you you know waterfront property in the desert so please stay strong and recognize those weed thoughts as they start to pop up because that's all they are they're just weed thoughts they're nothing good will come from allowing them to remain in your mind garden yank them out and replace them with a positive with a positive thought think about your life with a new set of eyes and be like you know what i'm not out anything I never had this person. I never had this relationship to begin with. I was living a lie. But you know what? Now I'm free. Now I'm smarter. Now I'm wiser. I'm working on myself. I'm pulling back the layers of lies that this narcissist has wrapped me in. Just think of like really gaudy wrapping paper that they just wrapped you in a year's worth. Just pull off those pieces of wrapping paper and realize that the true you is on the inside and that's what you need to focus on rebuilding your yourself in the way that you truly are and throwing out all the junk that they threw at you they threw in you and they wrapped you in all right so I hope this fan diary has helped you in a little bit of a way it has helped me I enjoy sharing where I'm at I'm not perfect I'm not um, a professional. I am just a mom in her van waiting for her kids and healing from the narcissistic abuse I lived through for over 30 years. So I am right there with you in this journey and I hope you have a great week. I hope you stay healthy. I hope you don't get this flu that's going around. It's ridiculous. It starts as a head cold and then it goes into something way worse. (laughs) So stay hydrated and stay aware of those weed thoughts. Take care. Love you. Bye. All right, we're wrapping up this episode. I just wanted to close out letting you know how you can get a hold of the show. You can find the show on Twitter at Hornswoggled Pod. You can email the show at I Was Hornswoggled, and you can head to the website at hornswogglepodcast.com. Take care and have a blessed week. Bye.